welcome to The Practical Prophetic, where prophetic ministry is made practical. I'm Beth Wingate, I'm your host, and welcome to the podcast. On our podcast today, we are going to continue our conversation on reversing the curse. We are camped out in Deuteronomy 28, uh, and this is a message that my mom shared with us the past few weeks. We focused on the blessings, and then last week we focused on the curses, and we're going to continue wrapping up Deuteronomy 28 today, which is what we call retributive theology, meaning if you do this, God will do this. If you obey, then God will give you blessings. If you disobey, then you open yourself up to the curse. So I have my mom, Judy, back on the show. Welcome, Mom, Judy. Thank you. Hi. Yes. And you may hear her bird in the background. She has a pet parrot named Pepper. Yes. <laughs> and so sometimes he likes to pipe up. So we'll go ahead and get started, and I'll just throw it back to you. And we left off around verse 18 in Deuteronomy 28. And before we jump in, I do want to say this. You may be asking, why is this prophetic? Well, this is very uh, foundational to your life as a believer, to your mindset, to how you think as a believer. And this absolutely affects you in your future and in every area of your life as a believer. So, Mom, I'm just going to flip it back over to you. Okay. Well, first thing, I know it to be prophetic because God said it. And it will come to pass in your life if you're doing what God tells you to do, you're going to be blessed. And if you're not, You're going to be cursed. There's a curse out there, and it's 24-7. It's to whosoever that doesn't follow God's law, and that's why we see countries being invaded. That's why we see children starving in these third-world countries, and so it's very prophetic. And we need to know also that this is... I would never want to put any kind of fear on anyone that's a believer. We, You just need to love the Lord your God with all your heart and to do to the best of your ability. It's not a bunch of rules and regulations, but this is a legal document, if you would, in the Bible that says God promises, if you do this, I will do this. If you do that, I will do that. And so we legally can take that to God and say, God, now your word says I've been redeemed. I love that word, Beth. Right. I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. For cursed is any man that hangeth on a tree. Jesus became the curse for us. So that we don't have to have the curse. But it does have a contingency there. You can't just get your ticket to heaven and expect to just live like the devil. And you say, well, no one would do that. Yeah, they do. I am astonished at how Christians live. You just can't live any old way you want to. And he says, though, that if you will do these things... I'm going to bless you, and you're not going to have the curse. So if you're a Christian and you are doing everything you know to do and you love the Lord and this curse seems to want to encroach and come on you, 
you can take God's word and say, uh-uh, I will not have it. I am redeemed from this curse. And you say, well, that's kind of silly. That's What's that going to do? A lot. I'm not telling you something that I've read. I'm telling you something I have walked out. Whether it was marriage, whether it was finances, whether it was kids, I have walked it out. And miraculously, God has turned things around. And so he can do the same thing for you. He's no respecter of persons. Right. He'll do it. I'm no, you know, particular person. I am a believer in the word of God. I just know how to take the word of God and use it to bring about the blessings of God. You know, I look at it like this. The word of God is so practical that it is like I see myself as a a cook with a pot and the word of God goes in that pot and I cook it up and God blesses it. Because I'm doing everything I know to do. If God's word isn't practical in your life, it's of no use. And if you can't believe God to heal your marriage or to get your kids off drugs or I've never had that. But I've had the wisdom of God say, don't let your child be with that person. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. God will lead you and guide you. And you know what? If you're the kind of person that, well, I'm not going to make my kids mad at me and take that child away from them. Mine was my family member. I had everyone in my family upset with me, plus my child. And my child crying and saying, who am I going to be friends with? I said, just Jesus. But right now, I guess, just Jesus. And I'm right there beside you because I don't have anybody either. So, you've got to get hard-nosed. Remember about being hard-nosed about it? You can't read this and expect it just to fall on you. You've got to partner with the Word of God. And you've got an enemy And he is going to do everything. When he says you're doing it God's way, you're really in for a little bit of a fight. But I believe greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And no weapon formed against you can prosper. It just can't happen. So with that, I wanted to put that out there first and to let you know that it's doable. If you'll do it. In verse 18 it says. Cursed shall be the fruit of thy body. And the fruit of thy land. And the increase of thy flocks. Of thy sheep. Okay. Cursed shall be the fruit of your body. Let's flip the script. Because Jesus came to reverse the curse. Your children the fruit of your body are blessed. No two ways about it. They are blessed. I'm living proof that if you work the word, remember I told you last time, my family was a mess. 
my families, 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 all the way down, a mess. There's not one person out of my mother's family of the original seven or eight kids that were not addicted to cigarettes or alcohol, one or the other or both. And they all lived sub-level lives, all of them. Right. It had nothing to do with money. And, Beth, right. the funny thing about it, it had nothing to do with money. A lot of them made pretty good money. But they chose to drive junky cars, live in junky houses, dress in junky clothes, and live like they were poverty-stricken. But that's what the devil had lied to them and told them, this is what you're worthy of. I, I had a unique experience growing up because my daddy's family, they were uber wealthy. And my grandmother was the kind that she was a diva when I never knew what the word meant. And they lived, they lived high. And then I go to my mother's family. And it was like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> you know, the other end of the spectrum, the other end of the spectrum. And the people over here make fun of me and say, well, I guess you're you're uh, high and mighty like Helen, my grandmother, and would make fun of me. They actually made more fun of it than the high and mighty ones did. And. So no matter which end I went to, it was not a good thing against each other. I was never just, you know, her granddaughter or her granddaughter. It was always you're either on the poor side or the rich side. And so I saw both sides. And I want to tell you, I pick rich. I know which side I want to live on. Right. And so... It says that there is a curse on your actual children if you're not following God. If you're not reading his word, if you're not loving God, if you have any other gods. Last night at Fresh Oil, I said something that surprised me. I was ministering to a young man and I said, a God is anything that gives you peace that didn't come from from God, from the real G-O-D. He was explaining why he couldn't couldn't do X, Y, and Z because he said, I just don't think I could do it. I don't think it would be it. I don't, I, I just don't think I could do that. And I said, then she's an idol to you. An idol is anything that will give you that peace that only God is supposed to give you. Or a false peace of anything. A false peace, yes. Right. You know, that's why people drink. They want to find peace. They want to relax. They want to. And it's a poor substitute. A very poor se- substitute. Or they want to pump themselves up and be the life of the party or whatever. Same way with drugs. They want to get away from escape. From this world and not have to deal with things. But 
I want you to know, oh, my goodness, I hope it comes across like this. Jesus, Jesus, he is the answer. And he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we hope or ask. More. He's already got everything you ever need waiting on you from the foundation of the earth. But he says, you're going to have to do it my way. You've got to, number one, you've got to walk in peace. Right. And that isn't just fighting with people. That's one avenue of peace. Really, the real avenue he's talking about is just trusting God and not worrying and not trying to work it out yourself. Just give it to God. He's so able. You know, I'm feeling an anointing right here of peace. I don't know who's going to be listening to this podcast. I'm always surprised at the ones that do and don't listen. But there is a peace that is on me that I believe will be tangible in your spirit as you hear these things that you've been redeemed from. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Amen. And if you be Christ, Galatians three thirteen and 29, and if you be Christ, you're Abraham's seed and an heir according to the promise. We are Abraham's seed by faith. By faith. We are Abraham's seed and an heir according to the promises. Okay, so cursed shall be the fruit of thy body, the fruit of thy land, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Cursed shall be when you come in and cursed shall be when you go out. You know, it's a horrible thing to go. I don't want to go home. It's a bad place to be. It's hard on me there. Your home and your children's home should be the place where all the world could be after them. But home is the one place that they can say, I have refuge. I have people there that love me and will put me up, not down. If you're putting your kids down, mothers or daddies, Stop it. Even in jest. That is where the scripture calls foolish jesting. And it's dangerous. And it's wrong. You should be building your kids up every time you see them. They'll believe, they'll believe they're self first, you second. Right. Okay. Some, you know, speaking life and speaking blessings is seed for your tomorrow. If you want your kids yes. to have a positive future and a confident, healthy future, speak life over them. Speak blessings over them. That's as practically prophetic as you can get. But go ahead. Okay. In verse 20, and the Lord shall send upon thee cursing, vexation, and rebuke in all that thou set thy hand to do until... You be destroyed and perish quickly because of the wickedness of your doings, whereby thou hast forsaken me. So if you forsake God, he says that 
there's going there's a curse of vexation being vexed is being afraid or being it's almost like there's a spell on you you know people always want i want to tell you something if you're going to scary movies and demonic movies and things like that you're opening the door for vexation for fear all these things that's one of the ways I believe for me to go to a, I don't even know the name of any of these, Twilight. Let's put Twilight. <laughs> okay. That's the only one I can think of. For me to go and watch Twilight would be a slap in my God's face. Because he tells me. All things pure, all things holy, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. I don't want the demonic in my life. I don't want hexes and spells and demonic faces and people. You know what? It's it's more real than you think. And I'm not giving it a ticket to come into my house and to my children. Maybe you're strong enough that it won't bother you. It's just a crazy movie. You've opened the door. It can be in your house. And the devil's always looking for the weakest link. Who is the weakest link? It could be somebody in your family that's very susceptible to that kind of thing. And it could very much catch their fancy and they get over over into it. I'm going to stop right here, and we're going to have to do three on this, Beth. I can just <laughs> Okay. But this reminds me of something. I was a youth pastor at a large church, and my son and my two of my, da- my two daughters, they started going to a different school, more of like a little country school. They were going, and my son every day would come back and say, Mom, you won't believe what they're doing. The kids there, and I said, what? And he said, they're going up on this mountain, out in this, they can look down into this field, and they're having, watching people have seances. Not seances, what's it called, Beth? Um, rituals. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember hearing about that. I was a little younger, but. Um, yeah, you yeah. were younger. Beth's three years behind Heath, so. I don't even think Kristen was there then. Anyway, I said, really? And I just started praying about it because it was it was nice kids. This wasn't the, you know, the bad kids. This was the football players, the cheerleaders and, you know, all the the cool kids. I guess you could say they they all just it got their fancy and it got to be the thing to do. So I told my son, I said, well, you know what, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna get a tape. Uh, it's like a video. It was Blaine Bartell, and he had a whole thing on uh, Satanism. And I said, don't tell him your mom's a youth pastor. Don't tell him this is Christian. Just say, you know, my mom's got a whole thing on Satanism. Why don't y'all come over to my house on a certain night? And, oh, my gosh, 
we had, oh, I don't know how many kids, about 25 kids, 30. And I had my youth workers. We popped popcorn. We had brownies. We had Cokes. We had chips and dip and, you know, just anything that kids liked. And then we played this movie. And, of course, Blaine Bartell is a is a minister, and he told how subtle Satanism can creep in. And we had, I think, ten of them that night on their knees praying the sinner's prayer. And then some prayed to ask God to forgive them. So... It isn't always you think, oh, it's, that's just, those kids been raised to us. That's why they do that. No. The enemy can come in any anywhere he gets an open door. Don't open the door, Mom, Dad. Right. So, and that can be for your grandchildren, too. I believe it's to generations. I believe what I do now in the avenue of movies and flirtations, I believe it's opening the door for the enemy to come in, even to my children's children. In verse 27, it says that the Lord will smite thee with the botch of Egypt, and with the emeralds, and with the scab, and with the itch, whereupon thou cannot be Healed. And so I believe this is a type of cancers and diseases. It is a curse, but we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. And so we know that we can take the curse, take God's word, hold it up and say, I'm reminding you of your word, God, and I ask to be healed. Then it says, the Lord shall smite thee. With madness and blindness and astonishment apart. This is where I want to camp out for a minute. It says the Lord will smite thee with madness and blindness and astonishment apart. That astonishment is just being fearful of everything. (gasps) Astonished. (laughs) I don't know what's going to look. What am I doing? There are some people that I have seen that have mental illness in their family line, and they are so afraid of getting mental illness that they make themselves crazy. I have actually seen it. Right. And you've been redeemed from having mental illnesses. Right. And let me plow right here for a minute because I do know someone that I can use this as a cautionary tale or example of this. Speaking of Deuteronomy 28 and the curses, there was a a girl I knew who her mother had uh, mental illness and had even been hospitalized for it. And uh, later in this girl's life, we had a conversation. She had a lot of fear and anxiety about, you know, if she would have that trait or if she would begin to suffer from mental illness. And we had a conversation and I told her, well, you need to, Break the curse and close all those doors. You need to pray about that. And then you don't need to entertain anything that will compromise your mind. 
you can't afford confusion and anxiety in your mind because of this generational condition or curse. And she did that for a while, but then some things happened in her life and she began to, I believe, entertain things that compromised her mind. And then I watched her over a few years really slide into some of the familiar patterns that her mother had uh, that I believe she had began to be touched with mental illness and it caused her all kind of problems in her life and it was very sad to watch. But that's exactly what you're talking about right here. This is one of the ways we right. close that door and that you cannot afford to even crack the door open, which is what we call that slow decay of tolerance. That's like cracking the door the door open and we can't afford to do that as believers. You have got to close the doors on the curses and open the doors on the blessings. And we open those doors through obedience to God's word and we close and partnering with God's word. And we close those doors by simply praying, getting in the word, speaking, uh, you know, the things, got the word of God over ourselves and, and things like that and not participating in opening doors through some of our behavior. Like I said, like she started uh, watching movies and reading books and things that were really bringing a lot of confusion into her mind. Right. Okay, in verse 30, Thou shalt betroth a wife, or women, a husband, and another man or woman shall lie with them. Boom. Drop the mic. That is under the curse. To be married to somebody and have another person to be intimate with them. Right. And you are redeemed from the curse of the law. Tell me this isn't happening in America, in all over the world today. It says you will betroth the wife and another man shall lie with her, and you will build a house and shall not dwell there. You will plant a vineyard, but shall not gather the grapes. So here... This woman and her paramour have put him out of his house, out of where his land, his field, and they are together. That is under the curse. Right. And there's been hundreds of country songs lamenting (laughs) this right. But yes, this is not God's perfect will for your life. Well, there's... Through my, through my ministry of 40-something years, I've had lots of women come to me and say, my husband thinks he's in love with another woman. And if they will do what the Word says, I've seen them be victorious every time. And that is, if you're married to somebody and you're a believer and they leave, do not follow after them. Don't go run after them. Don't go right. begging them to come back. No, you need to turn to the Lord and pray. And turn to the Lord. Us counsel. <laughs> yes, you turn to the Lord and you do. If you haven't been close to the Lord, get close to the Lord. And he will either bring you somebody better or he will bring them back. You know, I'm not God. Every situation is different. God can see ahead. He can see in their heart. We can't. 
And so right here in black and white, in verse 30 of Deuteronomy 28, it says it's a curse that to betroth a husband, husband or a wife and another person lay with them. It's under the curse. So those movies about adultery and all this, yeah. which are entertaining, they also open doors. I refuse to watch anything on certain subjects like homosexuality. I know it's the rage now and it's in every show, but I don't choose. I mean, sometimes I have unknowingly been watching something and poop. They they make it about this person over here and you're going, what? And I've had to turn it off and go, what? That makes me so mad. I was so interested. And then I have to turn it off. But I don't want to open a door. Now it's not so much for me and my husband. Our doors are pretty much locked and shut, you know. But our doors now are for our grandchildren. Man, I want my... I, I look at how... Anybody that knows my grandchildren, all of them, know they're godly. They're godly kids. And it's not an act. It's real from the very core of their being. And people say, how do you raise godly kids? People have asked me that. They still ask me that. You know what I tell them? When it's real for you, it'll be real for them. Right. It was real. It was exciting. It was fun. Going to church was fun. It was real. It was awesome. Every day we lived in the miraculous, me and my kids. And so we don't want any more divorces. Divorces under the curse. When I found this out, my marriage, I had gone to the attorney's. And I found this scripture. It's like God brought it to me just in the nick of time. And I just held it up and said, I believe your word, God. You're going to have to. This is way past helping. But God started turning it around. And he'll do the same thing for you. Okay. In verse 32, if you're concerned about your kids ever trying drugs, getting hooked on drugs. God has the answer here. It's in 32. Thy sons and thy daughters shall be given unto another people, and thy eyes shall look for them and fail with longing all the day, and there shall be no might in your hand. My kids and my grandkids are not going to be taken hostage by drugs. It's impossible. For your grandkids and your children, if you're following God, your kids are following God with all your heart, believing God in peace, for your kids to be taken captive by drugs. It's like I said, while you know, before a few verses back, a family member we found out was in drugs. Somebody that spent the night at our house. A lot. And 
when I found that out, I cut, I cut, severed the tie. And I said, no, you can't have anything to do with him because I knew his parents were not going to do anything about it. They were, they were the kind that they would just give in because they didn't want to argue with him. And so he went through years of drugs and teen challenge and the whole nine yards of being on drugs and not knowing where he was, selling everything in the family's house. And I said, my son's not going to not going to go on that. Uh, -uh. He will never be alone with my son again. And I caught it from everybody. Stand up, parents. I mean, really, that is your responsibility to keep your children safe to the best of your ability. To keep them, just keep them safe. And then on the other side of the family, I had an, I had a nephew that I don't know if he was in a gang or not, but he acted like he was and he, he was a wannabe gang member, I guess. I don't know. But my uh, girls drove him to school every day. And I said, nope, they can't do it anymore. He could be in a, a gang, and I'm not having somebody shoot at my kids. I'm their mother. I'm responsible. I have to stand before Jesus and say, what did you do about this? Right, and that's another example of closing that door you know you right what you what you allow sometimes you, know, you can be responsible for you are responsible Absolutely. for it okay let's go down to verse 40 thou shalt have olive trees throughout all thy coast but thou shalt not anoint thyself with the oil for thine olives shall cast its fruit I believe this is really talking about spiritual things. Me too. Listen, you can go to church all day long. You can be the pastor. You can, you know, your mama could have been the first person on the cradle row, and I've seen this. But if you're not really following after Jesus Christ, Reading his word, believing his word, and doing his word, guess what? You're not going to be anointed for anything. Salvation is free, Beth. Go ahead and finish it. Yes, salvation is free, but the anointing will cost you everything. You are not guaranteed an anointing. That is completely separate from your salvation. That's right. You have to give everything and put it on the altar and let God give back to you what he wants you to have just like a little child you know God can I do this can I do that <laughs> you know start asking and you say well I don't know what you're talking about start asking God he'll tell you he does right. speak to us still in today's times God will still talk to us Okay, in verse 45, moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee and shall pursue thee and overtake you, you till you will be destroyed because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and his statutes, 
which he commanded you, and they shall be upon you for a sign and a wonder, and upon thy seed forever. So it's going to have an effect on not just you, but your children. I know a lot of people, they might not change for their self, but they'll change for their kids. Do it for your kids. Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness, with gladness, and for the abundance of all things. Therefore shall thou serve thine enemies, which the Lord shall send against thee. I don't know about you. I don't want to serve the enemy. Right. Do you know that taking drugs is serving an enemy? Anything that holds you in bondage and you got to do it. You become a slave to that. Okay, let's go on down. Okay, we're going to go down to verse 54. So that the man that is tender among you and very delicate, and his eyes shall be evil toward his brother and toward the wife of his bosom and his children, and he shall leave them. It is a curse. I've seen men like this. This this man right here, all he thinks about is himself. He doesn't care about his fellow man. He doesn't care about his wife, and he doesn't even care about his kids. Right. I think this describes uh, what is rampant in society, which is narcissism. Yes. In verse 56, the tender and delicate woman among you, which would not adventure to set the sole of her foot upon the ground for delicateness and tenderness. Her eyes shall be evil toward her husband and toward her sons and toward her daughter and toward her young one that cometh out from between her feet. For she shall eat them for want of all things secretly. That's abortion. I got to get rid of this thing in me. We ha- this is a plague in America, right? And God says, you're redeemed from this. But do you see where it's all going? And the enemy is the one that's trying to get us there. We've got to be wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove. We've got to have the hide of a rhinoceros. And the heart of the dove. We have got to get on God's program and work it where it is everyday life to us, where we are actually carrying in our bodies the ark of the covenant, the residing place of Jesus. So I hope that these have helped people. To see that they are redeemed from the curse of the law. They don't have to have any of these bad things come on them. Right. You can reverse the curse, but you have to do it with the word of God. Amen. That's right. But yes, you have to redeem 
the curse. You have to reverse the curse through the Word of God, partnering with the Word of God. Amen. Closing doors in your life of behavior that would give the enemy legal entry and legal access into your life. And then you just have to simply obey God's word. It's so simple. It's so basic. But this is incredibly prophetic to your mindset and your tomorrow. And so we had to lay down this foundation out of Deuteronomy chapter 28, tackling uh, the topic of the blessings and the curses. And you get to choose which ones you walk in. You know, you were born into the curse. But through the blood of Jesus, you've been redeemed and you have access now to all the blessings that God has for you. But they're conditional. They're conditional on your obedience. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much. I guess we're going to have to do one more episode on reversing the curse because Deuteronomy 28 is very heavy and meaty and dense. And so we'll pack one more of those episodes in next week. And thank you so much. Thank you for having me. for listening to today's podcast please be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll be informed next time i post thank you again and have a blessed day